Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, May 20th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The next Call of Duty's subtitle has leaked, and it's four words, two of which are Black Ops. Embracer has more games in development than you think. New Game Plus Expo will share a lot of Japanese gaming news in June. Amazon's shooter Crucible is out today, and Konami just organized a bunch of its Castlevania soundtracks on Spotify, which I'm very thankful for. This year's Call of Duty will be subtitled Black Ops Cold War, according to a leak. A number of Call of Duty rumors and leaks have happened in the last few days, some on purpose, some by accident. In Warzone, the free-to-play Call of Duty Battle Royale, there have been a series of inaccessible locked bunkers that players could not enter. They've been there since the game launched, but a recent patch opened the doors, so to speak, by letting players collect keys that unlocked them, and then players discovered that they were full of high-quality loot and money, but there was one bunker that was still locked. YouTube channel Geek Gaming Squad managed to clip through the walls with a drone and discovered a nuclear device. And then there is this, related to the patch from Eurogamer's Emma Kent, Players have also noticed a message in the bottom of the latest patch notes which they believe could point to a further secret. Some think this could be a reference to the number stations in Black Ops set in the Cold War and a teaser for the next Call of Duty title. This would fit with previous reporting by Kotaku that Call of Duty 2020 would be Black Ops 5 made by Treyarch and likely set in the Cold War involving Vietnam. Players also dug through that patch code and found a model for a plane that looks very similar to Black Ops's spy plane. On top of all of that, last night Twitter account at Okami13 underscore tweeted out a simple mock-up of a Call of Duty cover with the title Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and Eurogamer's Tom Phillips published a story confirming the title. Phillips wrote, This autumn's Call of Duty game is called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, according to a leak backed up by Eurogamer's own sources. Call of Duty leaker Okami posted a mocked-up box cover with the correct title on Twitter last night. It's fair to say this isn't the artwork you'll see later this year, but the title is on the money. As the name suggests, Treyarch's Black Ops series is returning to its roots with a historical setting. Treyarch's series began in the 1960s before leaping into the future for its sequels. It's a similar situation to Infinity Ward's Modern Warfare, which, after several sequels, got a soft reboot last year. Phillips's detail in their Eurogamer story that this new game may be similar to Modern Warfare's soft reboot last year is interesting. The Black Ops story has kind of been all over the place, but has remained consistent for the most part. They're all consecutive entries in in the same story. A reboot, similar to last year's Modern Warfare, 
implies that Black Ops might be starting over a bit. 2019's Modern Warfare was not a remake of 2007's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, but it featured the same characters, which ended up kind of blurring the line a little bit in terms of its narrative. And maybe this new Black Ops will be taking a similar approach. I've become a Fairweather Call of Duty fan. I used to you know, make sure I played every one every year. I enjoy the series, but I really only check in when the critical reception promises that the game has done something unique and new. That being said, I do have a lot of fond memories of the original Black Ops. Modern Warfare 2 and the original Black Ops are probably my favorite entries, so I am curious to see what this, maybe a reboot, maybe a sequel, looks like later this year. Former Hideo Kojima producing partner joins Tencent. Kin Imaizumi is not a name as ubiquitous as Hideo Kojima's, but it's one that has been important to the Metal Gear Solid series since Snake Eater. Imaizumi served producer roles on Metal Gear Solid 4 and 5 and Death Stranding and was a co-founder of the current iteration of Kojima Productions. Kotaku's Brian Ashcraft reported on Imaizumi's relocation, writing... Ken Imaizumi is a longtime collaborator with Hideo Kojima. He produced Metal Gear Solid 4, both Metal Gear Solid 5 installments, and most recently Death Stranding. According to South China Morning Post, he has now joined Tencent as the Game Arms Production Director. This is one of those background development things that might not seem like a big deal, but it has the potential to change the course of Kojima Productions in subtle ways in the future. I'm really curious about what's next for Kojima Productions. Is it a Death Stranding sequel? I think there is room for more stories in that universe. I could also see Kojima Productions doing something completely new or working within an existing IP of some kind. There are rumors it might be doing something with Silent Hill that I don't really have a lot of confidence in, but I do think it would be awesome if that's what it turned out they were working on. I'm also curious to see what Imaizumi will do at Tencent. I'm sure he learned a lot from Kojima. Embracer Group, which owns the studios behind games like Saints Row, Red Faction, Biomutant, and a lot more, has 118 games in development. The Swedish company Embracer Group, which is a confusing company that used to be known as Nordic Games, and then was kind of known as THQ Nordic for a while, and is also wrapped up with Coke Media, which is spelled the same, but is not related in any way to the conservative American company Coke Industries, has its fingers in a lot of video game pies, many of which, it turns out, we are completely unaware of. Embracer shared some financial details recently, which revealed that the company has 118 games currently in development, and 69 of them have not been announced. Games that we do know about include the upcoming Destroy All Humans remake, the Saints Row the Third re-release, which is actually a pretty substantial overhaul of the game, Biomutant, a game I would love to know more about, but the financial details only mention it in passing, and Wasteland 3, just to name a few. It doesn't offer any teases for any of the 69 unannounced games, but it does mention the strength of its backlog, calling out franchises like Darksiders and Dead Island. 
Darksiders got a new entry last year, but it wasn't a mainline entry into the series, and Dead Island 2 is supposedly still in development after getting an impressive trailer in 2014. It had a 2015 release date when it was announced, but that kind of evaporated as it changed developer hands. It's completely unclear what is happening with that game right now. On Wikipedia, its release date is just listed as TBD. Embracer also addressed COVID-19 concerns with CEO Lars Wingefors writing, The COVID-19 pandemic is a challenge to all of us and Embracer is no exception. The group is committed firmly to the safety and well-being of all employees and co-workers. Our decentralized model, where decision-making is local, has proven to work well in this challenging and difficult situation. Rapid transformations to online and social distancing workflows has, in general, gone smoothly and have mostly only caused minor operational interruptions. I really want to express my gratitude to all our employees who so quickly adapted to a new situation and committed to keeping our business going despite the difficult circumstances. Embracer is sort of quietly becoming a juggernaut publisher. You don't realize how many IPs and games fall under its umbrella until you see a lot of them listed out, and it really makes me think that given enough time, they could be one of the big ones, like comfortably standing shoulder to shoulder with publishers like Activision and Ubisoft. They have the library, they just need a handful of massive hits, which seems inevitable at this point. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. New Game Plus Expo is another summer game announcement platform that features a lot of Japanese game developers and publishers. We have Summer Game Fest and a number of individual publisher events like Ubisoft's planned show. But this morning, we learned of another one. New Game Plus Expo is, quote, an online showcase of video game publishers and developers from around the world. It will be airing exclusively on Twitch on June 23rd. It promises to have announcements from developers and publishers from around the world. But the majority of those involved are from Japan. Here are some of the developers and publishers that will be part of the show. Sega, which is known, of course, for Sonic, 
Atlas, which is now known predominantly for Persona, but they do publish many other games. Koei Tecmo, which makes the Dynasty Warrior games and all the various spinoffs. Natsume, which publishes Harvest Moon, Arc System Works, known for Dragon Ball Fighters and Guilty Gear. Grasshopper Manufacturer, which probably means we'll have some No More Heroes 3 details. And many other Japanese companies are involved. My prediction for this showcase is that it will have a lot of really exciting announcements for niche audiences. It will have a lot of announcements that will be big deals to small groups of people. I think Atlas has the potential to drop the most interesting news, maybe a Persona 5 scramble, North American release date, or, you know, the thing we all really want, which is, of course, Persona 5 on Switch, which... If I'm being honest, I don't I don't think that will ever happen. I think Atlas has some kind of contractual obligation to Sony and PlayStation with that series. I'd love to be wrong, though. Please, Persona 5 on Switch. I want that. Do that. I am eager to watch this one because I do. I really do tend to enjoy the smaller, more niche announcements that usually come out of E3. Those are always fun, even if the announcements aren't necessarily ones that I'm personally excited about. The excitement from others is just always infectious. Here's what released today. Crucible, Amazon's free-to-play, class-based shooter, is out today. At the time of this writing, which is early Wednesday morning, the game is actually not out yet. It should be available around 12 p.m. Pacific time, though, so... By the time you're listening to this, it should be live. You should be able to go on Steam and download it. I am eager to play it. I think it has potential. It doesn't look particularly remarkable, but I bet with Amazon money behind it, I bet it will be a solid shooter. I'm also just generally curious to watch the game, as it is Amazon's first real step into game publishing, a step that it has been contemplating and hiring for for years It announced and canceled a game called Breakaway, had its hand in a few mobile games, and it did release a tie-in game for the show The Grand Tour, but that was really just advertising for the show more than anything else. And it has an MMORPG New World planned for later this year, but Crucible is the real starting line. Even if it is not a huge hit, but finds some success and is generally well-liked, I really think it could start Amazon on a path to become a big deal in the world of game publishing. I am hoping to check it out later today, so hopefully tomorrow I can offer some feedback on the game. Cannibal Cuisine is out today on Switch and PC. It looks a little like a cross between Overcooked and an isometric action game. There is this big scary monster who demands food. Sometimes it's like watermelon and oranges, but then sometimes it's like brains and human stakes. It's got a cute art style and has managed to secure a T14 rating, even though you are, in essence, chopping up people and feeding them to a monster. Neversong is out today on PC and looks like a somber puzzle platformer about a boy who wakes up from a coma only to enter a nightmare. It looks pretty dark. It also looks like my jam. I like spooky, scary platformers. That's kind of my genre. Also out today, it's not a game, but on Spotify, which, you know, hey, maybe that is where you're actually listening to this very podcast, Konami Europe has officially released a bunch of Castlevania soundtracks, 12 to be exact, and in a tweet announcing the soundtracks being available on Spotify, it wrote, 
We know how much you all love the soundtracks to our games, so we've put them all in one place. Introducing the Konami Europe at Spotify account. Follow us to keep up to date as we add new playlists and old favorites, starting with hashtag Castlevania. Which implies to me that more games will be coming soon. I am all about this. Apparently these soundtracks were on Spotify already, but to have them organized in this way is really great. I love the Castlevania soundtracks, and a bunch of my favorites are there, like the soundtrack for Dawn of Sorrow, maybe my favorite Castlevania, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia. I um I like the DS games, in case you couldn't tell. Symphony of the Night is there too, and a bunch more, so look up Konami Europe on Spotify, and you will find it, and your day will be improved. That's it for gaming news today. I have been listening to, you know, the, that thing I just talked about, the Castlevania soundtracks all morning, just shuffling through some of my favorites. I unexpectedly found myself landing on Portrait of Ruin, mostly. I know Symphony of the Night is generally considered the best of that Metroid-inspired era of Castlevania, but I really love those three DS games. I think they're just as good, if not better, than Symphony. Having that map open on the lower screen is just the best, and I think that style of game just really works on a handheld. Also, in Portrait of Ruin, you could unlock an attack late in the game that basically called in past Castlevania heroes to do this big, massive attack. And I had a friend that didn't believe it existed. He thought I was lying. So I pulled out the DS and showed it to him. And I was very proud of being accused of lying and then being able to back up my claim with evidence. We're still friends to this day. Shout out to Aaron, who I think listens occasionally. He has a new kid, though, so I'm, I'm sure he's busy. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. I'm actually going to play something different tomorrow. Just once, I'll get back to Resident Evil on Friday, but I have a pre-release game that I want to spend some time with. And I always I always try to stream games before they release when I have the option. You know, I don't always have it, but it's always, you know, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. You can also find me on the MinMax Show with two ends for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.